Brain fog, insomnia, moodiness, weight gain. Maybe you think they're just part of getting older, but Midi Health understands that for women over 40, they can all connect to menopause. It's at the root of dozens of symptoms we experience, not just hot flashes. Midi clinicians are menopause experts offering safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of Midi patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Bismillahirrahmanirrahim. Alhamdulillah. Rabbil Alameen. Wa sallallahu ala Sayyidina Muhammad wa ala alihi wa sahbihi wa sallam. We start with praising Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and we send a complete and a perfect salat and salam upon our master Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, his companions, his family and his Muslim nation, which is all of us and all of our families from anything that he feared for us in any way whatsoever, which is sin, disobedience to God in any way whatsoever. And I pray that we're protected from that. Amen. Before I begin, I heard the introduction of myself and... For me, when I hear that, I've been out of the country for a little while now, and I've been understanding that there's a context gap. You all really don't understand the Americans, and the Americans really don't understand you all. The countries that we live in have put walls up around us so we won't get to know each other, so we don't know each other. And I have to say that I'm guilty of it as well, and I'm only realizing it now being outside of that wall or that country that we live in, seeing some different media and seeing them using the same tactics, but it's a whole different ballgame because it has nothing to do with us. I said, wow, that looks familiar. They spin the same circle on all of us. So what I got to tell you is this, the introduction of myself, it may make you think that I was some type of gangster or thug. But in reality, growing up where I grew up, Nah, man, I really wasn't that bad. Straight up. I really didn't have it that bad compared to some of the people that I grew up with. Yeah, we knew about drugs. Everybody knew about drugs where we lived. I ain't go through nothing special because I didn't fall in a trap. I had a good mom. She sent me to school, made sure I could read. And yeah, that took place in the projects. But I gotta tell y'all, man, all young black Americans that come from the bottom, they don't all carry that same mindset that you see on TV, that you see of Jay-Z. All of us don't wanna be big pimps. And all of us don't wanna be big drug dealers. And all of us ain't aspiring to kill. In fact, many of the young people that I know, they're afraid. They're hurt, they've been neglected. No one to hug them, to kiss them, to tell them that they love them. I grew up in a place like that. I grew up where a political system that put drugs in our neighborhood tore our parents apart so much so they didn't have anything left of themselves to give to us. And now that same generation, which you call Generation Next, the large generation, now we raising babies of our own. And I gotta be honest, I'm scared for them. So if you spend any time with me, I gotta make sure that you got the context right. Everybody that passed through the hood didn't necessarily have to get a pass to go through the hood. That's rap. And a couple legendary blocks from a couple legendary gangs, from a couple legendary stories that they blew up in the media and told you that all of us was like that. I told my mans, I said, when I got to London, I thought everybody was posh. Straight up, I know nothing about Asian gangsters. Didn't even know you existed. The majority of Asians in my country, most of them are the doctors and the accountants. Straight up, they came to take something. They ain't playing no games at the bottom with us. It's just us at the bottom. 
us and Latinos. And I ain't gonna go too deep in the slave trade, right? And the psychological mindset, right? And the Spaniards and the Africans and this and that and this and that, right? About how we really all got where we are and the colors of our skin and this and that and our language and this and that and who robbed too, right? We got Pakistanis and Magadis in here too, right? Right? So y'all understand the context, right? So we ain't gotta go into all of that. Who took what from who? We came to be positive. We came to find something with inside of ourselves that we can take out to the world and make the world a better place. That's what we came here to do. So please, I don't know where you got the introduction from, little bro, and I ain't saying nothing about it, right? Because you did a very good job and you read very well, your English is very good. But for anybody watching, I don't describe that to myself. I ain't no gangster, I ain't never been. I ain't no thug either, I ain't never been. I've been a Muslim my entire life. My brothers too. And my parents converted in the 80s. Trying to escape racial oppression, financial oppression, educational oppression in the cities that they lived in in that country. I'm from New Jersey off the East Coast, Atlantic City. I literally live right off the beach. Ghettos right off the beach. I know some dudes from Brooklyn too, from our Chicago, from our LA too. And they'll tell you the same thing. They ain't never wanted to be no gangsters and they ain't never wanted to be in no gangs. I'm doing that shit crying. Bismillah. Love bless whoever made the tea, you know what I mean? But seriously, and the point that I'm making, because I understand that all you've seen of us, that all you've seen of us is what they showed you of us. And I'm just trying to tell you that that ain't true. That narrative ain't completely correct. I grew up in a house with love. My father was dead, but my mother had enough love for all of us. She couldn't teach us how to be men, but she taught us what to do. And whenever we would follow her instructions, we would succeed. It was only when I didn't follow my mother's instructions that I led myself to destruction. You dig me? That's it, Umi always had my back. Always told me the right thing to do. It was me, and I was hurt. I ain't had my father, you know what I'm saying? I'm wearing the same pair of Adidas. I don't know if y'all know, but the sneakers that's white, you wear them so much, they get so dirty, you keep trying to clean them, they turn yellow. Can't clean them no more. My sneakers turning yellow. I got one pair of jeans. And I'm blaming everything on the fact that I don't got the support that I want. I'm blaming it all on that. My dad did, my mom always at work. My mom always working. This job, that job, this job, that job. She always working. And all she ever got money for was the bills. What I'm supposed to do with that when I'm trying to be cool? What I'm gonna do with that when I'm trying to be cool? I need a Yankee hat. I need Timberland boots. Y'all know what's up. I need a Rockefeller jean jacket. And I don't wanna keep wearing the same white tee. I want a different one. What I'm gonna do with that? All my mom do is pay the bills and make sure there's food in the house. All she keep telling me to do is read these books and write these pages. All she keep telling me to do is try your math problem one more time, Ed. What I'm going to do with that? I come home with straight A's. Ask anybody who know me the whole time I grew up. Not no joke, man. The whole time I grew up. Ask anybody who went to school with me. I always got good grades. My mom always pushed me. I come home with a C. It was a problem. I used to get on punishment for that. It ain't fake. That ain't fake. And it took place right there in the hood. And what you know is black America. The reason why I'm attempting to crush these stereotypes for you is because people stereotype all of you too. Right or wrong? That was a question. Right or wrong? Because I've been to all the hoods. When I come to a place, when I touch down, the bottom is the first place I go. That's the first place I go. Why? Because I know if ain't nothing else, I'm gonna get the real culture at the bottom. I'm gonna know really what's up. I'll be able to see this whole thing right from the bottom. I'm used to looking at it from there. And I gotta tell you, man, a lot of y'all under oppression too. I hear how they talk about y'all sometimes in the neighborhoods that y'all live in. 
how some of them are trying to move out of the neighborhoods now and move back to the other towns, right? Because it's getting bad over there. Y'all know what's up, right or wrong? That's a question, right or wrong? So for me, I'm telling y'all, whatever barriers that you have in your mind of each other, of us, and I'm telling y'all, I had barriers in my mind of what I thought of all of you. I have to tell you the truth. Pre preconceived notions. Straight up. And all I have are the Asians in the country to show me what they are. And all you have is TV. We don't really know each other. Not as well as you think. Because everybody, all of y'all don't want to be doctors and accountants, right or wrong. All of y'all don't do IT and trying to take over the computer game and do cryptocurrency, right or wrong. Some of y'all like the same music as me, right or wrong. Same clothes as me, right or wrong. And how many of y'all like to eat when you hungry? Way more similar than we are different. Break these barriers down, especially in this religion of Muhammad Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. This is where it's going to happen at. I just got to tell y'all the truth. Man, the powers that be don't want us together. Don't y'all know if we come together, we take over the whole thing? And nah, we ain't coming for violence. We ain't coming for drama. We coming for honor. We coming for honor. We coming to stand tall for what our fathers prayed for us when we were in our mother's stomachs. When he attempted to read Quran to us in our mother's stomachs. All of those things that he dreamed of for his baby boy and his baby girl. When you were in your mother's stomach. And then Allah did what he does. He will for you. Right? When he sent the angel Jibril to blow that raw, to blow that soul in you. He will a couple particular things. And a part of these couple particular things are things that we find ourselves literally, literally running ourselves ragged trying to go against the grain of what Allah had already ordained for us. B, don't you know your money? You ain't got to worry about that. Your risk, your sustenance, your food, you know that. You ain't got to worry about that. It was already ordained for you and it was ordained with precision. You bugging if you're going to waste all your time on that. Allah said they're going to provide for us like the birds. How many people ever seen a bird go hungry? No. People try and do this and try and do that before they die. You ain't got no control over that, yo. You ain't got no control over that. Matter of fact, how many of y'all know y'all going to die? Raise your hand. You know when you're going to die? Let me ask the question again. If you ain't paying attention, pay attention. If you're talking while we're talking, please be quiet. Show your brother some respect. And set a good example for the children. Because our children, they have a problem of not paying attention when it's time to. And I think our children, they get this problem of not paying attention when it's time to. Because sometimes we don't pay attention when it's time to. And we don't respect each other. So for me, if the session ain't important enough for you, then please come here and tell us what's important. Cause word up, I'm giving you something from my heart and it's important to me. Cause we talking about life and death. Oh yeah, you ain't know that? That this religion you practicing? That this Islam that you practicing? That this Islam that they bashing? Oh, you ain't know it was life or death? Yeah, it's life or death. And we live on it, right? We live on it so we can die on it. That's why. What else you living for? Somebody please tell me, what else are you living for? Because all of us, I find it funny where it say out of our mouth that I'm living for Allah. Allah. I want the pleasure of Allah. I'm living to worship Allah. But really in our actions, we do different. Don't you know that that's called a hypocrite cause? With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? 
Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. But real quick though, how many of y'all hypocrites? Nobody raised their hand. Don't you know Umar Ibn Al-Khattab? He was questioning himself like, yo, am I a hypocrite? But you don't want to go into that. You don't want no religious talk. You don't want to really pull from the source. So all right, alhamdulillah, I ain't a scholar. I ain't going to go into that. But I'm going to tell you this. If you ain't questioning yourself for being hypocritical, then you're probably a hypocrite. Hold up, you ain't catch me. I said if you ain't questioning yourself about being a hypocrite, you're probably hypocritical, cuz. Straight up. That's how I be talking to myself. I'm telling you. I'm scared. Being up here in front of y'all, every word that I say, I gotta go back to Allah with this, man. I can't come up here and make y'all laugh and make y'all smile. Do a little dance. I can't do that. Do a little bit of tapping or something. No. I gotta go back to Allah with this. But guess what? Y'all in the audience, y'all got to go back to Allah with this too because you get questioned about what you hear too. Don't you know that's a part of it? So if I ain't saying nothing good, please remove yourself. Please. Because I don't want to be the reason you got no punishment from God, for real. And I don't want you to be the reason I got no punishment from God either. So please, let's treat each other well. Let's remind each other what's important. Let's remind each other of the source. Let's remind each other not to be hypocritical. Let's remind each other that Allah had already will how much money we're going to make in our life and how we're going to make it and how we're going to spend it. That Allah already will for us how long we're going to live and when we're going to die. So please, stop trying to be young forever. Word up. Be a brother, man. Y'all. Y'all play the most important part in the Oma. Be a sister to each other. Build each other up. Be women. For real, man. We counting on y'all. Y'all the mothers of the believers. Y'all hold that weight. In this life of death, I got to tell you. I know you and your youth right now. And you want to do a lot of things that you see in the West. All the youth stuff. All the youth stuff. I get it. But man, we counting on y'all. In y'all youth and in y'all old age. Most important piece. Most important piece. The mothers of the believers, please take your role serious. Because all of you gave birth to all of these men. These men that stand on the front line of society for you. All of you raised all of these men. Nourished all of these men to be strong enough to fight for you. All of you, you educated all of these men. And taught them Quran when they were babies. And taught them about Rasulullah and the love. Don't y'all know the spirituality of the scholars that come from being in his mother's arms? Y'all hold that weight. Please, I'm begging y'all, hold it down so we can hold it down. And remind your mate not to be hypocritical. And remind him of Allah whenever he would get far, inshallah. And I keep, make that easy for her. Pray to your Lord for real. Lead her in prayer for real. Stop just being a Muslim when you come outside. Be a Muslim inside your house. Right? Not just when you go see your parents, when you go see the uncles, when we come to the mass, you do a religious event. Nah, man, they need us to stand up. They need us to stand up. I hear the concept of the independent women, but they know that it ain't real. Because as soon as they don't want to be independent anymore, they come depend on you. Be dependable. Be dependable. Be tolerable when they want to be independent and when they want to be, when they, when they want to become dependent, let them depend on you and take care of them and provide for them well. Because don't you know the Prophet said something that means that the best of you are the best of their families, right? Meaning they women folk, meaning they wives. That is, that's the best of this nation. So I'm, I'm begging y'all, stop looking at these women like sex objects. They ain't sex objects. Stop looking at these women, right? In a way where you're marrying a girl who got the most youth. Who's going to be youthful the longest? Because that ain't real either. As soon as you have a baby, her body going to change. 
Marry her for what's inside of her. You hear me? Marry her for what's inside of her. I'm telling you, like your father did with your mother, and stay with her after she had you, and took care of both of y'all and your siblings, and the parents when they got sick. That's a man. So the point that I'm making is, stop connecting on the exterior. Stop just physically connecting. It ain't real. It ain't real. What's the topic tonight? We talking about the power within, right? That's a question. We talking about the power within, right? So for me, it's like, how do a person really find a power within inside themselves if they never go inside themselves? You feel me? Like, check it. Like, how could I really find the power that exists inside of me if I don't never take the time to go inside of me? All of this stuff constantly hitting me, tricking me. Y'all wanna know who tricked me the best? Jay-Z. Straight up, I, I wanted to be just like the boy. I'm talking about from the hat to the boots to rapping the songs. I don't even know what they mean yet. I'm a kid, but I'm like, man, that's successful. And all the grown men that I see that's out there hustling on the block, they just imitating him. Then I come to find out that he really wasn't that real. He was imitating them. <laughs> and I'm imitating him. And our teachers, they tell us, right, that emulating the pious, right, even if you ain't like them, act like them as best as you can. And from that, you'll find success. It's a secret in that. So I say to myself, I said, well, imitating success really wasn't the wrong thing. Imitating him was the wrong thing, but not success. And I found some other people that I could imitate. Some people who are imitating people who are imitating people who are imitating the prophet. So it was That's why I dress like this. I ain't no scholar. I said, everywhere I go in these speeches that I give, I'm going to tell you straight up, I'm not a scholar and I'm hardly a student of knowledge. I know some people that really spent their life learning and teaching and sacrificing for the dean and putting their life on the line for the dean and all these different countries around the world trying to get this knowledge. I know some young men learned Quran 15, 16 years old, had the whole thing, and they ain't stopped right there just leading to the army prayer. They went to go get it. A couple boys from Morocco. And alhamdulillah. They came all the way to the States. They fought the struggle and sacrifice for them. They came all the way to the States, and it's their reason that my family can read the Quran. And they wasn't black from Morocco either. They was white. Yeah, they converted from Judaism. They used to be Jewish. To the dean, to memorizing the whole Quran, to come all the way to America, to the bottom, and teaching us. Y'all see the connection I'm talking about, though? But you don't see it yet. They ain't make no money when they was in that mad shit teaching us. They ain't make a dime. I'm telling you. They used to tell us stuff like, man, if you knew, you know, the specialness and the secret in the mad shit, you would only want to be in the mad shit and never want to be anywhere else. I'm like, man, this guy's bugging. I'm like, this dude is bugging. He says the secret only if you knew, right? Like something I wasn't privy to or something. I wasn't. I was like, man, this dude bugging. I'm going out there. Right? I came, I prayed myself a lot, I did some Quran class with you, bro. You killed me on my tajweed, told me everything was wrong, right? <laughs> and now I'm about to go outside and I'm about to go chill with my boys, right? Until I grow to a point where now, you know, he's older and he's moved on, he's married, he lives in New York City now and he's an imam. And I miss him a lot and I go in that mad shit and I sit there for a long time and I think about him. I say, Dag, man, I wish you were here to see that I think I'm getting a secret. I love it here, man. I love it here, man. Really, I came to your matches too. I love it there too. I ain't even gonna hold you. East London Mosque, y'all seen it? Yo, beautiful. I'm telling you, there's at least a thousand Muslims praying in there at one time. For me, I was like, this is an E prayer. From where I'm from, I'm like, whoa. Y'all see the connection? The only reason why I get to see a thousand Muslims at one time because we on the same schedule. That's it. That's absolutely it. Not because what they look like, not because what they got, not because of none of that, because we on the same schedule. I got to pray when they pray. You get it? If you ain't getting it, let me know. I'll rephrase anything for you that you ain't understanding. If you're going to connect with anybody who's really inside with them, you got to go inside yourself first. You got to find yourself first. You got to remember your purpose first. That's what you got to do. You know what you're here for. And sometimes you remember. And you get spiritual urges, 
right? And you want to go be a good Muslim, alhamdulillah. Every time you feel like that, do it. Every time you feel like reading that page, go read that page. Every time you feel like saying that extra prayer, say that extra prayer. Every time you feel like getting up, get up. You feel like giving charity, and sometimes it's like, man, I'm only giving charity because it's going to make me feel good. Well, you know what? Man, get that charity up and get outside yourself. That's Shaitan trying to trick you, man. The person that's receiving it from you, he ain't worried about how you're feeling. He's just thankful that you gave it to him. And you're worrying about, man, I don't want to be in vain. That's being in vain. I teach you to show us, like, man, man, me, he be telling me, like, look, Ali, right, showing off, right? It ain't trying to, like, somebody be like, yo, you, you, you trying to be better. You showing off. You out here talking. You doing this and doing that. He said, nah, if you don't do what Allah sent for you to do, then you showing off. You caught that? You know you got a purpose. I'm supposed to be doing a certain thing with my life. I'm supposed to be putting it down like this. And I'm like, man, they're going to be thinking this about me, going to be thinking. But everything in the way is showing me Allah want this for me, right? And I'm like, man, they're going to be thinking this, and they're going to be thinking that, and they're going to be thinking this. You're showing off for them, for they, by not doing what you're supposed to be doing. It ain't just the other way. Open your mind up. Don't let it go in one ear out the other. Let it go in your ear, go around your brain, hit your heart, and put it back out to the world when you get this sincere and see how. We trying to connect with Finn right now. So what I'm asking y'all, really, before you can go put something good out, right? That's what we trying to do. That's the goal. Everybody want to put something good out. How many of y'all got something bad with inside yourself that y'all are dealing with? That's a question. If you're dealing with something bad, say me. Me. Only two people doing bad? Only two people? Dang, man, y'all got to be the realest brothers in here. <laughs> Straight up. I'm doing bad, yo. I know you see me right now and all this and all that, but Brian, man, I'm praying a lot forgive me for my sins, man. Yeah, Latif, you know, have patience on me. Be gentle with me. Have me overlook me. Let me get it together before you call my death, I mean. But how many of y'all got something facade y'all stuff that y'all need to work on? If you do, say me. All of us do. We all inside of a shell, man. All of us. We come outside, we dress like this, we act like that, and all of it, right? We outside of a shell. But really, the whole time, we got our heart enclosed and shelled in. So really, we become our own shell. The way we dress, walk, talk, etc. Mannerisms, defense mechanisms, how we be proactive, right? How we make our decisions that come to our points of decisiveness. Right? Like my Uncle Hamid used to tell me that a man has to be decisive. He said, if you're a man, you got to be decisive. You have to be able to make a decision at the drop of a dime and make the right one for your family. A man has to provide. Right? To provide means to not have, to go out and seek, to, to get, to obtain, and come back with. That's the meaning of providing. You ain't providing if you just got it, just in the crib. To provide is to go get that thing. That's what my uncles taught me. They put that in me. They put that in me. And no, they wasn't the perfect Muslims. And yeah, they fit some of the stereotypes that you think of black Americans. But man, they had la ilaha illallah Muhammad Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam in their hearts. And I could feel it in every hug, in every handshake, and every time they called me by my nickname. And every time they wrote a letter from the pen. Every single time. Even up to this day, they look at me with such a, with such a look of endearment. And in my youth, I was so arrogant against them. So arrogant. I'm going to be better than y'all. So arrogant. Not even understanding their struggles. Not even understanding everything that they went through to protect this family that I had grew up in for all of these years so that way I could grow up and be how I told y'all in the beginning. A little black kid with a bunch of good grades. Mom making me read books and write stories and poems. Because I had men like that around me when I had my father. And I grew and I met some more good men. Some more good men. It was a man named Chip. He's like a real big football coach uh, type of uh, trainer for the kids. He does all of this stuff. But I knew him even before all of that. It's my cousin's husband. They were the, the light of the dean in my family. They got married young, had a family, stayed married. She covers in hijab. He prays all the time. And he had dreadlocks and big muscles. And I was like, yo, I'm trying to be like that. He used to take time with me and spend time with me. 
One time I was being arrogant, I left my mother's house. He was the man that came and got me and made me go back home. And I thank him for that. And I don't know if I ever told him. So I'm telling y'all, man, go up inside yourself, find yourself. What's inside of you? Who raised you? Who made you? Who are these people that sacrificed for you? And what are these experiences that you have been through that have put you in your shell? What are these experiences that you have been through that have put you in your shell? That have put you there and placed you there and kept you there? What are those experiences? You need to tap into them so you can go against them. So when Shaitan's trying to pull you that way, you can go the other way. But yo, you can't fight what you don't know. So if you keep ignoring what's inside your heart, that thing that's really weighing you down, you ain't never going to get nowhere. As a matter of fact, you ain't never going to be able to get up and stand up because it's something keep weighing you down. Care how tall you is. Telling y'all, man, go with inside yourself. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Find that little boy inside of you. Find that little girl inside of you. Find a way to dream again. How many of y'all still be dreaming, man? Who be dreaming? Who got dreams? Like dreams. Like, man, when I grow up, I still got dreams when I grow up. You know, we Muslims, the age of maturity is 40, so, you know what I'm saying? I still got dreams when I grow up. But I only realize I got dreams when I go inside myself. And I realize, oh snap, there is something inside me. I'm not a shell. I do have more to the world. You know, like for example, like, I could tell you about the shell woman, right? I could even spit a rhyme and tell you about this skinning I'm in and how I've been lonely inside for a long time. The only person that knows is my mom, not my friends or the people at my job. And all this pain inside is because my dad not alive. But I found myself worth. It's funny, through a little bit of research, I found out that my blood is worth more than the Kaaba. What an honor. What an honor. What an honor. Don't you know this place in Mecca that everybody go to where yeah? Don't you know this place that's a, a pillar of the deen, that's obligatory upon you if you can do so? Don't you know this place, the house of Allah? Right, that these special, special prophets of special merit, right, all had a hand in? Y'all know that place, right? Y'all know the Qibla? That place we gotta direct our chest to to pray. And Rasulullah sallallahu wa sallam, he came back. The most merciful prophet of all had Mecca surrounded and was merciful on them. He could have killed them all and then did Tawaf. Y'all know that place? Don't you know the blood of a Muslim is worth more than that? So for me, I'm crying, right? But I ain't sad, bro. I'm feeling honored right now. I'm feeling venerated right now. I'm saying Alhamdulillah. I'm so thankful to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala for letting Islam come to them ghettos in America, man. To the descendants of the slaves. I don't know who we are and we don't know where we from. Where you from? You're a black man. Where you from? I'm asking you, you. Somalia. Alhamdulillah, baby boy. My man right here, where you from? Excuse me? Eritrea. I don't even know where that's at. MashaAllah, where you from? Somalia. What about you over here, my man? 
MashaAllah. Give it up, one hand for the man. <laughs> Heard a lot about you, I'm a fan. It's a pleasure to be in your company. I can't wait for you to do your thing, bro. Word up. Right? So we got y'all, y'all know where y'all from, right? Say something in Somalian language for me. Real quick, say what up, Somalian language. Skarong. Ah, I like that. Say what up in Jamaica, man. <laughs> yeah, what I said. <laughs> yeah. MashaAllah. My man right here. Anybody else in the other languages from that continent, Africa? Who else from Africa? Right here, where you from? Somalia. Somalians is popping tonight. Let's go. Let's go. Get the Congo plan, baby. Yeah. Ask me where I'm from. I'm from my hood. I'm from my hood. You think that's a joke? That ain't no joke. Literally, because I ain't got no lineage to represent that go back to that motherland country, Africa. I represent my hood. I'm from Heights Bridge. That's Atlantic City. The city only 48 blocks and we live on the 431. I'm from Atlantic City, New Jersey off the 4300 block. From New Jersey off the east coast of America. That's all I got. I can't tell you nothing else. That's it. That's it. You don't see how sad that is? You don't see how sad that is? That's what had happened to us. We don't go home on vacation. My home is my hood. If I ever made it out anywhere, right, and did something good with myself and moved away, when I'm going home for a vacation, when I'm going on holiday, I'm going back to the hood. So the bottom got a different meaning for us, a way different meaning for us. And the point that I'm making is that these days, alhamdulillah, it's a very, very, very good day for the black man in America. Not for every single one of them, though. Some of them are still diluted. Literally, still diluted. Even when having the truth right in front of them, clear as day, still diluted. But how many of y'all know a portion of y'all people that's still diluted? If you do, say me. That's it? That's it. Everybody else, all your people, they got it together. They understand who they are. They doing what they got to do to further the mission of the family, further the mission of who we actually are from where we actually from. Or they trying to be something else. If you know people like that, say me. But that black man in America, that say, La ilaha illallah Muhammad Rasulullah, he's finally free. Finally, finally free. So my question becomes to you Asians is this. How are you ever oppressed by your Islam? How did you let them make this most beautiful thing that had ever happened to any human being that had ever received it? Because if you ask a Muslim, what's the best thing that happened to you? Believing in Allah. That ain't even a thought. That's from the shake down. From the shake down, best thing that ever happened to me is belief in Allah, the belief in one God. And following, following his beloved. The one who had came like the moon to brighten up the whole world. And that look, that, that light sprinkled down on us. And y'all got the light on y'all, man. Y'all don't see the nor in the building? Who can't see the light? Who can't see the light right now? I can see the light. I can see the light. It's clear as day. Muslim be loud came in and the whole room lit up. Straight up. Straight up. I met these brothers in the front. I did a talk a couple days ago. Had no idea I would see them again. They came again to come support their brother. Come support their brother. Black man from America talking about God. Who want to hear that? And they came to support me. Got love for the orphan, for real. I love you back, yo. I'm happy to see y'all again. Y'all bring that light through the building. Straight up. All these sisters with their hijab on. All these sisters covered, modestly, covering their aura. 
You know, there's like protected uh, secret sites of God, right? That's not for everybody, right? And they covering that. They got the light in the building, yo. The light is in the building, bro. So I'm going to step down. I'm going to step down because I don't want to dim it no more. I just want to tell you, man, any mistakes that you've seen in me, they came from me. They came from me, yo. Any mistakes I made in my life, anything I've done in the past that I ain't proud of to admit today, that came from me. It ain't come from my mom, my dad. It ain't come from my hood. It ain't come from that country. It ain't come from nothing. That came from me. Any mistakes I made in religion, it don't reflect my teachers at all. My teachers are men. Yeah, forget the idea of trying to be a king and trying to be a queen and all like that. Forget all that. Nah, my teachers are men and women, for real. Any mistakes I make don't reflect them, it reflect me. And wallahi, I, anything good that y'all receive here today, anything good that y'all take with y'all from here today, that was given to you by Allah, not by me. And I pray that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala that he accepts from us all and that he connects us together at the howl of the Prophet. Sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Ameen. wa rahmatullah. So you ask me if a person needs to look into themselves and go within himself, how they start the process. You gotta start with being real with yourself, bro. And I think the first thing that you need to do is check who your role models are. You need to check out who you look up to. Like I was telling y'all that the other day when we was talking. They ain't fake. I ain't just come to talk to y'all and give one speech and then come to Russell and give another speech. That ain't my thing. I'm saying the same thing everywhere I go. I got a point to be here. I'm trying to give you context about what happened to us. So for me, I got to be real with myself, right? And I got to say to myself, what do I really want to be? What is it really that I'm really trying to be? Right? Like, what is the objective of my life? What is the objective of my life? And if your objection, if the objective of your life is to play basketball, then you need to go get with um, Hakeem Olajuwon. I know you're in Birmingham, right? All right, so you need to go get with him. If you're, if you're, if you want to be uh, a politician, then you need to go get with Barack Obama, right? But if you want to die and go to Jannah, then you need to go get with Muhammad Sallallahu and find some purpose in your life. And from there, man, I think, like I don't think it's, a, it's, it's one of those things where it's like I go inside myself and I find all these spiritual things. Nah, you gotta get to work. Because really, start working on those things that's preventing you from getting inside yourself. All those exterior things that's chopping away at your heart. Start limiting those. Slowly but surely, like I ain't saying like all the day or like all together, all at one time, just, I'm just a good person now, I don't do any wrong. Because probably people that do that, a lot of times they go back the other way. So you gotta have sustainable growth. So this idea of going inside yourself, it ain't no spooky thing I'm talking about. I'm talking about really, take a look in the mirror, look at myself, okay, this is me, this is what I need to work on, go. And from there, because you know like Imam Ghazali, he said that there's a, there's a, to every outer aspect, there's an inner essence, and be there to he die right? So everything that you do outer, it has, a, it has an inner presence, it has an inner essence, right? And he says that there's no spirituality without fiqh. Right? So you don't have, you don't become spiritual and then start praying. No, you pray because you were told to pray and from that you will gain spirituality. So you just got to do the work. And if you do the work, the work is going to go up inside yourself. Inshallah. Anybody else? Yes. Increase and decrease, yeah. Allah is, like Sheikh Abdul Kranayah, he said that like Allah is today as he was yesterday. Allah is today. So when you was on top and you was the man everybody wanted to hear you speak, he's the same one when you on the bottom. Allah is today as he was yesterday. 
and this thing about humiliation, because for people in the public, that's what it comes down to. That's why you won't get back up again, because you're humiliated. But you know it's like, like, if you can't, especially if the thing ain't true that brought you down, right? You gotta find that Allah is sufficient for me. And the fact that you won't get back up, you saying that Allah is not sufficient for me. But he is as he was yesterday, right? And don't ever forget this, right? Is that about that, when it comes to something like humiliation, right? Allah might humiliate you to humble you. Because sometimes people in the light and this and that, you know, you go way up there, right? Lose your E-class and just get, right? And so sometimes Allah may bring you down to humble you. And then he might refashion you in an even better way. And he is as he was yesterday. Inshallah. Inshallah. Anybody else? The young boys from the city? Uh, yeah, yeah, Mimir and Sheldon. It's rough, man. Like, I see Mimir all the time. He lived on the block from me. I live on, like, I ain't gonna tell you where I live because it's on the camera, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> but I, he lived, like, literally, I'm trying to think, he lived literally four, four blocks down from me. And he lived, and we, we live on a good part of the city, but he live on the roughest, he live on one of the roughest blocks of the good part of the city. So if I give you some context, and it's right across the street from the worst part of the city. So it don't, I mean, I'm just telling you, the city only two miles by two miles, so it ain't that big. I see him all the time, they in high school. I'm here in London, so we ain't spending that much time. You know, and Jameer, he got a good foundation with his mom. Um, little brother, he's a very, very responsible young man. He's in ROTC program. He gets great grades, you know. And that day that y'all seen him, he wasn't no trouble, real bad, trouble street kid, I'm telling you. He was protecting something that he thought needed to be protected. He wasn't being bad or none of that. When I see Jameer, he be coming down my street, Willie in a bike. He a Willie a bike for 10 blocks. I'm not even joking. I might even, matter of fact, inshallah, I, when I get home so y'all can see it, I take a video of him building his bike down the block and put it on Instagram so y'all can see it. Just give him a shout out. You know what I'm saying? He's, um, he's a very good kid. I think his future's going to be bright. But, he, but he's reserved though, you know? He's reserved. And I remember being reserved, so I give him his space. When I see him, I say, what's up, little bro? Hit me if you need me. He know what's up. But he, um, alhamdulillah, alhamdulillah, I think in the future we'll spend a lot of time together, especially post high school. But right now though, man, nah, he really just a young boy in the city. And if he need me, I got him for whatever he need, and he know that. But he ain't the type of kid that's gonna be calling you all the time, like I need you, I need you. He ain't gonna call you at all. So really I gotta do a better job of checking on him. And then Sheldon, the other one, that's the darker kid. So Sheldon, he, um, alhamdulillah, he became a Muslim this Ramadan, Lilatul Qadr. MashaAllah. So if you want to know what was the best thing that had ever happened to me out of this whole thing was that young boy becoming a Muslim. That, to me, that's worth more than being here, talking to y'all, y'all knowing me, people running, none of that. He became a Muslim. They locked the cut up, bro. He don't even get how big that is. Like, you know, he, he ain't going to get it until he understand the importance of the cut Like, you know how it come later on. So he don't even get it. But I'm just like, man, subhanAllah. Why? Because Allah ordains everything in position. It was already will for him to have been a Muslim his whole life. So I'm looking like that. All of this happened just to bring him to the deen. That's how I'm looking at it. Straight up. Straight up. You know? And um, But he's struggling though, man. I got to keep it real with you. Some kids tried to rob him. The kids in the streets be trying to get at him. Y'all know Steve Harvey gave him $5,000 on TV. So you come back to the city, everybody like, oh, he's a lick. A lick mean like you an easy robbery. And he had, you know, young boys pulling them guns out on him, man. He's struggling, man. His parents, you know what I'm saying? His parents struggling. He don't really got the support that he need. He come around sometimes, but then sometimes I can't even find a boy. Straight up. You can't even find a boy sometimes. So it's really just about being around, you know what I'm saying, and being there whenever he want to come around. You know what I'm saying? And lately, I ain't been doing a great job at that because I've been traveling so much. So I'm happy that you asked that question because it reminds me that I got to get out of home. I got to leave London, man, wherever I'm at right now. I need to get back home and do the work. Because for real, for I'm saying, hey, I'm talking to y'all and I'm telling y'all about us. And that little boy, that's the one that I'm talking about that I'm telling y'all about. He really ain't that bad. So for real, for real, I'm posing right now. I need to get back home and do the work. What up, what up? So what was the biggest challenge that you faced when you were younger? First, tell me your name. What's your name, little bruh? All the kids, come here. 
Come here, you too, Suleiman. I'm gonna answer your question. What's your name? They your boys, Suleiman? Tell your boys, come on, man. What's up, yo? Get your boys. Hey, my man in the back. Don't hide. Yo, yeah, come on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Y'all too. All y'all. Come on. You, you, you coming back? Yeah, come on, come on. You too, come on. You ain't coming? Y'all too. Come on, come on, come on. Cause y'all what it's about. Y'all the future. Y'all too. Yeah, don't be. Yo, you sucking your teeth? Hey, yo. You sucking your teeth? You want body shot? Straight up, little bro. Don't suck your teeth. You get a body shot. You too. You too. Yeah, yeah, you too. You too. You too, little bro. Come on. Yeah. Look at that youth. Look at that youth. Yeah. Y'all two in the back. Come on. Look at that youth. Look at that youth, man. Look what we holding in our hands, y'all. Look, y'all. Little girls, anybody in here? Little girl, 12, 11, 10, 13. Where y'all at? Stand up. I'm telling you, the youth, man. Look at them. And it's crazy because young boy, young boy, right? He asking me, he want to ask me, what's the worst thing I ever went through in my life? Y'all understand the kind of context these kids are growing up in, what we putting in front of them? He ain't asked me, what was the best thing that ever happened to you, Ibn Ali? No. He asks me, what's the worst thing that ever happened to you? Can I be real with you, little bro? Let me high five first. Gotta be quicker than that, man. The worst thing that ever happened to me growing up is forgetting about Allah sometimes. That's the worst thing that ever happened, little bro. And that happened a lot of ways. Like sometimes my friends, I would go out with my friends, my mama tell me to do good, but y'all know when y'all get with y'all friends sometimes, y'all don't listen, right? That's, I'm right or wrong. Hey, yo, man, stop playing, yo. Stop, man, stop playing, yo. I'm going to come get you. I know you. I met you yesterday, right? <laughs> so sometimes I go with my friends. I would be trying to be like something that I wasn't supposed to be like. I was trying to be like these people I used to see. And so I used to make some mistakes. But alhamdulillah, man, Allah never let me on. He really parted me a lot of times because some other people had got punished real, real bad. But then I think about it, because some people would think the worst thing that happens is the punishment in this life, you know? But really, sometimes that's the best thing if you go through a bad thing. Because if you go through a bad thing, sometimes that's Allah forgiving you for your sins before you get to the grave, you know? So all the bad stuff I've been through, I just pray Allah, you know, he, for, he forgive us for any bad that we've done. And that's why he put it through that. But it's really when I ever forgot about him, man, that was like the worst times of my life, you know? What about y'all? Who else got questions? What's up? What's up? Anybody rap? Sing? Nothing? You thinking about it? <laughs> no more questions up here? Give a round of applause for the youth. Oh, oh, I ain't say go nowhere. I ain't say go nowhere. Repeat that to me. Bismillah. Bismillah. Louder than that. Bismillah. Bismillah. Alhamdulillah. I love my mom. I love my mom. <laughs> Y'all know these guys. I love my mom. I love my mom. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Three times. I love my mom. I love my mom. And I love my mom. And I love my mom. And I love my dad. And I love my dad. And I pray to Allah. And I pray to Allah. That I die on Islam. That I die on Islam. Amen. Give a round of applause for these young boys. Acting shy. Y'all ain't shy, yo. <laughs> they ain't quiet. They quiet, mom. They ain't quiet. I know you jokers, man. I'm really like, Any more? Your man, Amin, is the man who, who, who educated me and educated the teachers who taught me. Prim no, that's what I'm telling you right now. No, no, the same man that taught me how to pray is the same man that's teaching me today. So we don't have this issue at home of like, I get to a level when I, and, I wanna, and I go start to study with the famous guys. They ain't the deal. So his name is Imam Amin Muhammad. And he taught a young man named Wali Muhammad. And Wali, excuse me? No, go ahead. And Wali Muhammad, they're not related. 
He took Wali, Ahla Sunnati Wali Jama'ah. Akita Fik and Tasawwuf, the three primary Islamic scientists. We don't play with that. We ain't playing with that. Right? And Wali, it was a very small, it was a muktasar, small book, a summary. He took me my fiqh out of that book. My basic belief, my basic aqidah in Allah out of that book. You know? And they taught us, Asher, you are maturidi. They taught us in fiqh that a man would have to be Hanafi, Shafi'i, Maliki, or Hanbali. And they taught us that it's proper to follow a tariqah, a path of spirituality. It's proper. It's proper. And he studied Al-Azhar, little madrasa, for real, in the masjid Al-Azhar back in the day in the 90s. He studied with the top teachers around the world, Lebanon, Syria, the likes of Dr. Sheikh Samer and Ness. And I also have some teachers who studied in Turin, the Americans. They went to Turin when they were young and they came back and they're spreading the deen. And alhamdulillah, they brought back this tradition of the Bayalawi way. I would teach like Sheikh Yahya Rodas, Sheikh Abdul Karim Yahya, and the likes. These are the men responsible for the deen that I'm learning. And I tell you something, the very, very first teacher I ever had in Islam was my mother. She told me that Jesus wasn't God and that he was a prophet. And I came in the kitchen one night, it was a snowy night, and the projects was beautiful, bro. Snow like four feet high, over top of every car, every house, every building, all the streets, couldn't go outside, and it was the nightlight on. The nightlight usually spooked me out, but the nightlight was hitting the snow, and it was the nor man, in the hood was crazy. I was like nine to 10. My mom got candles lit in the house, it's smelling good, you know? I got a video game, that's when Nintendo was out. I don't know if y'all Super Nintendo. Street Fighter was the joint. Oh, do get. And I came downstairs and um, I was looking for a little something. She had cut me a piece of pound cake and she gave me like some pink lemonade. And uh, I drank it, I sat, you know, we had like set seats at our, at our table. My, my seat was by the window, so I sat and I sat sideways. I was looking out the window, I never forget it. And then I got up, I was so like, just, you know, fulfilled, I'm a kid. I'm playing Nintendo, it's snowing outside. I know in the morning we're going out there, right? <laughs> right? I'm playing Nintendo, I got cake. She gave me a big piece too. Asked me if I wanted more. I even said no this time, <laughs> right? <laughs> right? Pink lemonade, right? She made me drink water this time. Pink lemonade, right? I'm feeling good. And so, I, you know, I get done. I run, I'm, the pantry was on one side of the kitchen. I'm on the other. She's still there doing some work. And I come over to her and I hug her from behind. And then she turns around and gives me, you know, a hug and you know rubs my, my head here and I said mommy I said Umi I said Umi I love you more than God hold the I said that she said no you don't love nothing more than God not even your own mother and from there man I was I was so Allah if my mom is telling me to love something more than her no that gotta be real it gotta be something in that I just didn't always listen to her, you know? And alhamdulillah, those men that I mentioned, Imam Amin, Wali Muhammad, those young men from California, right, who had went to Tareem Yemen, who learned and came back, they reminded me of what my mother had already told me. I just forgot. And I pray that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has mercy and preservation on our parents and our teachers and give them a good ending. And we should say al-Fatiha for them. Al-Fatiha. Amen. Any more? That's it? All right, inshallah. So now I want to Allah. If I offended anybody, I'm telling you, I ain't mean to offend nobody if I did offend you. If I did offend you, Alhamdulillah, I ain't scared, so if you want to talk about it, <laughs> right? But if I did offend you, really, please pull me to the side, man. Unless any offensive thing, let's work it out. And please teach me something. 
Like Imam Haddad, he said, I'm here, the intention was, I intend to learn and to teach, right? To remind and be reminded, to benefit and be benefited, right? To call to the book of Allah by sound proof and correct knowledge. All for what? To seek the countenance of my Lord, nearness to him, and his reward. Amen. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullah.